Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Behind the Blank Slate podcast. Robin and I this week are going to be talking about learned helplessness, what that is, how it shows up in your life, and also ways that you can work with it in therapy as well and get some support with that. Let's just start with defining what is learned helplessness. According to the American Psychological Association, learned helplessness occurs when someone repeatedly faces uncontrollable, stressful situations and then does not exercise any control when that control becomes available. So they have literally learned they are helpless and they no longer have the motivation to try and change the situation once they're able to. This can lead to difficulty making decisions, this can also lead to a higher risk of depression as well. Right. In adults, learned helplessness presents as a person not using or learning adaptive responses to difficult situations. So people that have learned helplessness accept that bad things will happen and they will have no control over their life and these bad things that are happening to them. They are unsuccessful in resolving issues even when there is a potential solution. Children with a history of prolonged prolonged abuse and neglect, for example, can develop learned helplessness and feelings of powerlessness. Some characteristics of learned helplessness in children include low self-esteem, low motivation, low expectations of success, less persistence, not asking for help, ascribing a lack of success to a lack of ability, and ascribing success to factors beyond their control, such as luck. Now that we're on the same page with what learned helplessness means, let's talk about what it actually looks like and like how it shows up in people's lives. Right. So learned helplessness can show up in our lives in many different ways in many different areas of our life. It can show up in relationships such as I'm in this really unhappy relationship. However, I can't get out of it. There's nothing I can do to help the situation. Nothing I do will change my situation, and there's nothing else out there for me. That would be an example of learned helplessness. In jobs, for example, it might look like staying at a shitty job with a shitty boss or, like, just overall unhappiness with your job but feeling like you lack the ability to find another job or that another job just doesn't even exist for you. Yeah, I also see this showing up in, like, other areas of our lives that really overlap or or aspects that really permeate all the different like categories of our lives um like not being able to set boundaries or not being able to ask for your needs to be met it seems like those are not even thoughts that come into your mind when learned helplessness is present like you are not allowed it wouldn't work so then a lot of people are crossing your boundaries because you don't feel like you're even allowed to have them and this also i feel like includes goal setting as well whether that is you know, setting about your finances, or if you want to travel somewhere, or like a relationship goal, or, you know, whatever, it would be really difficult to even be decisive enough to set goals. Because the first thoughts that would come up would be like, Oh, I can't have that anyway. It's not meant for me. I'm not allowed. I'm not fill in the blank. Right? Like, I'm not able to do this. Exactly. So there are ways to overcome learned helplessness. And one of those ways is in therapy. In therapy, we receive support and encouragement from our therapist, and this can look like the therapist validating you, you learning to validate yourself, 
challenging those like helpless thoughts that can look like when was a time that you did overcome something when was a time that you did accomplish something maybe you're not like inept maybe you actually are not helpless maybe you have a lot more control over your life than you give yourself credit for and maybe you have more abilities than you give yourself credit for so that's like what we call challenging the thought which is a cbt technique um In therapy, we can also explore the origins of learned helplessness, which is often childhood trauma, neglect, just like emotionally less intelligent parenting that happens sometimes where parents often, like, not on purpose will make a child feel helpless. Like, no, you're not doing this right. Instead of here, let me help you do it. Or here, you can do it. Let me show you the steps. Sometimes parents when they're being too strict with children will teach them helplessness and it's not necessarily malicious or intentional but by teaching a child you can't do something you always spill or let me do it for you you never do it right teaches a child learned helplessness and this isn't to blame parents this isn't to do that but it's it's exploring where these core beliefs and thoughts come from in the first place which is how we change it yeah, I think that shows up too in romantic relationships. I think we hear these same kinds of comments in couples therapy too of like, you never do this or you always do this. It's these very like, like all or nothing statements. Of right. Like you're always doing something wrong or you'll never be able to meet my needs or whatever. And these comments really can build up and make a person feel like they are incapable. Right. It makes you feel helpless. And you're just like, wow, I never do this right. Wow, I never make my partner happy. That's awful. I just won't even try like I suck kind of thing. And that's Mm -hmm. when we develop learned helplessness. And yeah, it can develop at different life stages, too, which is why it's so important to identify what's going on here. Also in therapy, we can develop ways to decrease our feelings of helplessness. If we look at this from a CBT perspective, our thoughts and behaviors influence our emotions. So what does this mean? If we change our thoughts and behaviors, our emotions will change too. And we may develop ways to feel less helpless. An example of this is like a thought, I can never get anything right. And in CBT, if we're doing this from like a CBT perspective, we can say like, what was the thing that you did do right? Like when did something actually go right for you? Oh, so it's not that you never do things right. It's like you're focusing on the times that you didn't do things right. And you have this thought in your head that you're never doing things right. Um, We can also look at behaviors. Look what you did. Like you got to therapy. That's amazing. Honestly, hats off to people that come to therapy consistently because that's hard. And that's a behavior that we do. So just coming to therapy is doing something really tough, holding yourself accountable, doing something that can be very challenging. And that's not the behavior of someone with learned helplessness. It's really a great thing. So if we look at that and examine the evidence for like alternative thoughts, basically, we can change how we feel about ourselves. Exactly right. Like our thoughts and behaviors really do influence our emotions. And you were talking about like identifying the core beliefs. And also, I think that goes along with once we start noticing our thoughts, it's a lot easier to manage them, to shape them, to challenge them. I think starting to notice them is really the first step. And it can feel overwhelming to notice all of these negative thoughts you're having about yourself. But it's important for people to remember, like, we can't do anything about something if we don't know 
what it is, when it's coming up, why it's there, um, and same for behaviors as well. And specifically with behaviors too, um, there's lots of different ways to work with this, but one of the ways that has been shown to be really helpful is doing opposite action. Like this comes from DBT and like the philosophy of DBT is literally just do it. <laughs> just like the Nike <laughs> model, yeah, <laughs> the Nike slogan essentially. Um, but really just being aware of your behaviors, acknowledging like, how can I make a change here? What is an unhelpful part of this pattern? And really challenging yourself. And I want to emphasize this. This is a challenge. It's much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. But really challenging yourself to instead of engaging in that behavior and that unhelpful pattern, what would be a more helpful behavior? Right. I love opposite action. I think it's so helpful. I always do this with myself in terms of like working out. Like when I feel kind of like, ugh, I just want to chill. I try to do like opposite action and be like, uh, like you'll feel better. Like just do it. <laughs> just do opposite action. God damn it. Kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And you said to yourself like, just do it. And then mm-hmm. you do it. And then it's positively reinforced once you felt better after. Right. You're like, oh, okay. This is a much more helpful behavior to engage in then. Right. And then I'm capable of doing this hard thing on a regular basis. Exactly. Right. And I do also like want to touch base before, you know, we go from these really negative thoughts of like our capability, we're, we're not just going to go to automatic acceptance or positivity too. Mm-hmm. like, you know, that's a huge jump. So sometimes we need to make a pit stop in the middle at neutrality of just coming up with more neutral thoughts, coming up with more factual thoughts, coming up with more balanced thoughts and taking steps towards that. Cause I think that's another thing too, that can actually increase some learned helplessness. Like people can try one of these interventions one time and they're like, it didn't work. Nothing will ever work. Mm-hmm. And it really can stall out therapies. So I also just want to put that out there too, of like, these things are a practice. They take time. It's a journey. There might be a pit stop at neutrality in the middle, but this is all part of challenging that learned helplessness is sticking with therapy just as you were reinforcing people going to therapy. Right. And I also encourage people to see themselves as works in progress. I always say this, mm-hmm. like, I'm a therapist. Please do not put me on a, on a pedestal. I'm in therapy, too. I'm constantly working on myself. I'm constantly reading research. Going, We are both going to webinars, like, doing what we need because we are constant works in progress and that's good and we should be and so instead of saying like oh I did like this one thing that's supposed to help me love myself and I don't love myself we can kind of challenge that with I'm working on loving myself I'm doing mm-hmm. these daily activities that will help me improve the love I have for myself and love that <laughs> love that thought reframe I'm yeah. working on myself great self-talk mm-hmm. that's a really wonderful example right but yeah definitely like I think people think that especially when they come to therapy they're gonna find a cure or they're gonna hit I'm using quotations because y'all can't see me but they're gonna find a cure <laughs> or they think they're gonna hit this magical level where they just feel like everything's figured out they solve their problem and they're good to go and they're just done and it's like we're humans we're much more complex than that Right. So another way that we combat learned helplessness is with improving self-esteem. And with improved self-esteem, it serves to empower you and help collect evidence that you are capable of things. Things are not out of your control and that you can control your trajectory of your life. We, We also work through challenging emotions in therapy and we practice sitting with those emotions and exploring them in a safe place 
and broadening our window of tolerance for these emotions. So if we're feeling helpless, that might be really overwhelming in our real lives. We might spiral into a panic attack. We might go into a depressed state in our real life. And in therapy, we can practice sitting with those emotions like, wow, and kind of noticing them, putting some distance between us and those emotions, exploring where they come from, et cetera. An example of this is like, wow, I'm feeling really helpless and out of control of my life. And being able to sit with it and examine it like, wow, I'm having this feeling. This feeling is not me, but it is a feeling that I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. I think that separation piece is really important. Not to say that we're dissociating from our feelings or avoiding our feelings, but just acknowledging like this feeling is coming up right now, but it's not in charge of my whole life. Right. Right. It doesn't have to completely throw us off. Like we're allowed to be like, oh, this is a really uncomfortable feeling. But I also think that's the great thing about therapy is that's a safe space with someone who can guide you through it. Right. Um, another area I want to talk about too is like instances of abuse, neglect, trauma. So when these things are coming up and contributing to the learned helplessness, therapy can be really helpful in helping people identify and process the specific traumas that might be leading to this learned helplessness, right? Because we have to help the short-term symptoms that are really distressing, but also like the long-term underlying problems, the core problem. Otherwise, the symptoms are just going to continue, right? These tools are only helpful if we work on that core problem. Exactly. And so I love learned helplessness because it can, I don't love learned helplessness, but I love talking about and working with learned helplessness because it can be kind of attacked on many different levels if we think about it. It can be dealt with on a more surface level of what are your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Let's change a behavior here and there. And it can also be changed by doing that deeper inner work. Like, where did this come from? Let's kind of do some trauma processing perhaps. And again, with trauma processing, we don't necessarily have to process the trauma itself, but we can process the feelings that you got. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel helpless? What's coming up when you feel helpless? What does that feel like in your body? Like stuff like that. Exactly. And also, you know, these are, these are just some ideas of ways that it can be worked with in therapy too. Like therapists that work from like a primary orientation that is different from like CBT or emotion focus or psychodynamic like we'll have different ways to deal with this so also like putting that out there if your therapist is leading you with some interventions that don't feel helpful like it's okay to let them know and also like you might just need a different therapist who practices a different orientation as well right So we hope this podcast about learned helplessness was helpful to you all. The resource that we're recommending this week is the Dialectical Behavior Therapy Skills Workbook, Practical DBT Exercises for Learning Mindfulness, Interpersonal Effectiveness, Emotion Regulation, and Distress Tolerance by Matthew McKay, Jeffrey Brantley, and Jeffrey C. Wood. And it is a workbook on DBT, which we describe some DBT interventions with learned helplessness. We really like um, aspects of DBT and find them to be really helpful. Thank you everyone so much for listening to the Behind the Blank Slate podcast. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as our Instagram. We now have an Instagram for Behind the Blank Slate. And our personal Instagrams, Teresa is at Teresa Brown Wellness, and I am at Therapy with Robin.